Hello travelers, PB here. I'd like to welcome you again to the world of Gone. Earlier this summer, we did an offline patron one-shot that turned into a three-shot that I had running in tandem with Gone. With everyone's blessing, we're releasing the episodes for you now to enjoy. The events took place just after Reckon and Blake reached Nataku, and I'd like to note that the decisions these characters made directly affected the events in Gone. I'd like to give a special thanks to Zendir TV for the rendition of Mother's Theme that you're hearing now, and you can find it at soundcloud.com slash TV, and that's X-E-N-T-I-I-R-T-V, on for creating some of the tracks heard in these sessions from their Blade Runner remaster album Off World, which you can find at tablestory.tv slash offworld. And last but certainly not least, to Zagoticus for editing these episodes for us. And without further ado, let's return to Nibiru. Where we last left off previously on Gone, I the still dream. Bearers. Yeah, the sun bearers. Oh. Um, previously with the sun bearers, we had, um, oh my God, it's raining outside for me. It just started drizzling like in the music that I'm playing. Oh my God, yes. Oh my God, yes. I love this. Okay, so previously we left off with you having a confrontation with Reckon. Um, and after speaking with Brad, he said that um, Blake would have been present, but not speaking, just kind of observing. And Violet also would have been present. Um, or sorry, I think that they, uh, he said that he and um, Violet were going to stay in. Reckon had the conversation by himself. Out, at the, okay. out front. So you only spoke to Reckon, but then essentially Reckon came in after you gave him the message that he's wanted um, and said essentially we're wanted and then I need to ask you all what your plan is. Were you going to help him get out of the city or not? Yeah. Huh, that's what my intention was anyway. I, I assumed based on what you had told me, but I just want to ask if anybody else had... I don't. Your motives. Yeah, ulterior motives or anything like that that I need to account for. No, I think that, well, for Finch at least, I think she kind of views Reckon as a way to get more answers. So she would like yeah. to keep him as safe as possible. And make him always one. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So with that in mind, then we previously left off with that conversation with Reckon. Uh, where you let him know that he was essentially wanted by the Enki, who you all still work for. Um, But I think you are working together to secretly undermine them or figure out what they're actually up to. Um, But I think to do that, you've all chosen to stay within the Enki because it's easier to access that information from the inside. You all help Reckon, Blake, and Violet out of the city. How do you do that? Or how did you do that, rather? I think depending on where we saw other Enki people or where we ran into them, we would either just straight escort them out or sort of run interference. I I think um, quite possibly Temple and perhaps one of the other uh, in the group might have gone in a different direction and uh, like 
tried to put out a report, or sen- uh, essentially that we had seen him in the opposite direction and were in pursuit. Ooh, mm-hmm. that's pretty ballsy. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. Who did that? Uh, I would do that. Okay. So we've got Finch and Temple sending out the report that you thought you saw him in a different yeah. area of the city or somewhere else entirely. Sort of like within the proximity of. Uh, the actual bar that we had been in, but in the opposite direction and essentially heading that way. So whether that was back towards the docks that we came in earlier that day or something like that. So I'm just, just so that I'm clear, you're essentially giving up the bar to do this. Mm. You're telling, you're letting them know that the bar is maybe a place. No, not naming the bar, just like, so I don't know what other things are in that area, but it's like, yeah, he was spotted on the street heading in this direction. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, Which, I mean, maybe they would be able to take that information and extrapolate, okay, so there's a hiding spot nearby, but... I'm going to say that you are all all very, very clever. This is your job. This is what you do. And I'm telling you, this is okay to do this is a great strategy but i think you're smart enough to know you might be giving up the bar to do this there's a chance it does it's not a guarantee but basically sky bears like yourselves are now going to have to interview everything in this area and basically be like did you see this guy so potentially you could be giving up the bar to do this but it's i'm not saying don't do that i'm just letting you know the cost Right. Um, so I think we'd probably confer with Finch regarding that. Um, like the intention it. would be definitely we would break off and, and report, but I guess the question between us would be where exactly do we report that we spotted him? I'd love to hear that if you want to role play that out. I know we're playing with time mm-hmm. a little bit here, but let's just pause time and have that moment then. Because I we can uh, absolutely say that he was here or in this area, but if... <sighs> If I was alone, I would do it. And if I only had myself to worry about, I would absolutely do that. Because we can get another place. We can't get another reckon. Hmm. Hmm. Well, if we put this report out, then it may give them enough time to escape from the city. And it seems that he knows how to hide well enough if he's hid for so long. So he just Mm. needs to be able to leave. That's all the time we need to buy him, and he'll take care of the rest. Especially with Shiv. I think this is our best bet. Unfortunately, I hate to see it. I would hate for it to be... I don't want it to be exposed any more than I'm sure you do, but I don't. I think when you weigh the the options that we have, it's either... We provide this distraction quickly, buy him some time, or we risk him getting caught. I wonder what the us that we aren't anticipating will be. Nevertheless, if there's anyone that we can think of that might get caught in the crossfire, then perhaps we alert them, but otherwise we take this risk. D- would when this happened when we learned that he was wanted essentially and that they were gonna try and find him did we see people like start moving into action immediately or is it like we have some time um well it just happened like as you were having the conversation with him that alert went on your um your calm dat or your dat com 
sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, so you all got the wanted thing, and that he, so it's kind of like time is sort of of the essence. I think you would know that uh, the first twenty-four hours, usually mm-hmm. when you're looking for somebody, is the most crucial. So if you were to send out a report now saying he went in the opposite direction and it came from two separate sky bears that didn't say they were together that would probably be your best bet like if you said it was you saw him on this street looked like he was heading there and then temple set on a report four blocks up saying i just saw him that's your best bet to do it and it is crucial to do because you will throw off you know you also know the two of you actually saw other sky bears in that area coming this way so okay. you, you know that Anki has people here that aren't you. Yeah. So if it was just you, then maybe you could pretend like you're looking and you haven't found him, but there are other people here looking for him. So I think you're both smart enough to know the inner workings of the Sky Bears and mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, that you're, so I think, you're short yeah. on time, yeah. Yeah. From the looks of it then, perhaps others have already spotted this location or nearabout. I think it's compromised to begin with. I'll move forward and sort of make sure to be seen a little bit more uh, and mm-hmm. I'll make a report and then you follow up shortly after from a different location. It sounds good to me. We can deal with the, the fallout afterwards if there is any. Yeah, Temple nods. There's a mildly troubled look on his face, uh, but resolve underneath that. Uh, and then he starts heading in the opposite direction at a brisk pace. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then that leaves Shiv and Shadow. What are you doing? I think at the least we would escort uh Reckon and whoever's with him to the edge of the city. Okay. Just make sure he gets out and clear safe. So you've got Finch and Temple kind of playing distraction in Mm -hmm. the other direction, and then the two of you are going to escort the three of them out of the city. How are you going to do that? Let's go ahead and start in your role play with you two figuring out how you're going to do that. How far exactly out do you feel we are, Shiv? <sighs> it's not going to be quick and easy, let's put it that way, but I think we can do it if we keep to side streets. We need to be as cautious as possible. I realize that time is important, but stealth is paramount. I agree. Slowly and carefully is the way to do it. We might have to get our hands dirty, though. If, uh... <sighs> we run into some Anki. I'll let you guide that part of the conversation, then you tend to have a particularly diplomatic way of... well, keeping things clean and ordinary. Yeah, sure. Um, I'm happy to sort of lead front along the path, trying to stick to the shadows and behind veiled areas of tall building ways just to 
look forward, but if I motion back, this is where I would need you to step in so prepared to be in ready to describe my motions, so to speak. Not saying that I can't handle my own conversation, but potentially with two of us, it gives more justification. Right, yeah. You can watch the front, see if we spot anyone. I want to go with them, but I think when we get to the edge of the city, we might have to hang around. You know, Indeed. make sure no one follows them. Indeed, at that point, we'll just have to carefully observe. Oh my God, my heart is like breaking right now. Like, oh, sorry, but you just, you all want answers and like, you got to watch him walk away. Oh my God. <laughs> okay. Um, <clears throat> okay. So we need, uh, we need a couple of roles here. So your plan is, just so that I'm clear, you're going to escort him, but you're going to be, are you going to be sending reports saying you're searching this area of the city and you're seeing nothing? I think maybe it's best we wait until we're, yeah, we can say we're making our way to the edge of the city at this side and then send a report when we get there saying we're taking up uh Right, so a watch. When, we just we, got the text, right? Right. So essentially, if the Enki looks at this report, they're going to see that Finch and Temple responded immediately, covering th this block, and then Temple's going to wait, I think, and lie and say he saw him a couple blocks further, and they're going to time their reports so that it looks like he had enough time to walk from one space to the other. Would we know in this kind of situation, yeah. um, like, for example, if Shiv and I both were to say, hey, we're here um, scouting the area, but have found nothing, we're going to make our way towards this direction. Yes. Would we know if other Anki would then, would they just kind of stay away from it, knowing that there's somebody heading that path or could yes, we potentially anticipate that somebody's now going to also be taking the same route if they're thinking oh well maybe this is a good guide for me to try and grab reckon well if that they're yes to both of those things um so typically you're all well respected i think only one of you has been scrubbed so i think shiv is the only one that was like absolutely remove me from all enki info so it will come up as an anonymous uh, message, sort of. But some unknown agent is there and will is looking at this area. So his might be a flag. However, I think you're all his rank is also very high. So I think you're both smart enough to know. Finch sending a message saying, I've seen him here. And then Temple sending one saying, I've seen him here anybody who's not accounted for is probably going to look at that side if you were to say i'm searching this area and he were to say i'm searching the other half of the bottom of this area and you don't report anything chances are they are going to focus their attention where finch and and temple have seen him because they do trust you, you know you've got a high rank you're also a high rank i think it's a safe bet, I'd say like 85% chance that they're gonna 
just leave you alone and focus all their attention where they supposedly have two reports. The only thing I'm going to say that I think you both would know is you need to be very careful about when you send your report and where you're sending your report from. Because otherwise, some inky individual is going to be like, why the fuck were four of these people near this area yeah. at once? Yeah. So that's it. And I think, you know, you don't have to... I know sometimes GMs will make you roll for that shit, but you're all playing really well veteran sky bearers. So I think you would know that, that that's something that they can track from where the message was sent. Okay. Well, that sounds like a plan then. Yeah. Let's just hope we don't run into anyone on the way or... That's uh, your, your main concern is running into anybody that might already be covering the area or just running into anybody that might see Reckon and then when their memories are extracted later they'll recognize him and or you escorting him that is your primary concern I think you need to find a path that no one will be down and if somebody is down it and they see you you have to figure out what you're going to do about that because this isn't just a oh he said she said if somebody's like I think I saw him they will just take the memory and then they will see you and reckon so the escort job is super dangerous and i mean to be fair all of of it is super dangerous because i saw him here yeah yeah because if yeah because they could search memories but nobody else saw him you know they're not going to pull finch's memory and they're not going to pull temple's memory hopefully it is a possibility but it's a very low one um as far as Okay, actually, everyone roll for me. Oh, no. One? Yep, just one. Shiv and Shadow. Mm. And then we'll see if Finch... not going through. Okay, it might take a second, but I'm going to say this then. Um, before you head off, because all of this, you get this alert, like, right as you're talking to Reckon and you tell him he's wanted. So you have a couple of minutes to fill out your plan. So the Temple Finch conversation happened, like, right there while you're all standing in that alleyway. Um, okay, so so no on that one either. Um, so I'm going to say both, both Shadow and Shiv immediately go. There is a small possibility that they might take your memory, Finch, and Temple. So it might be better to walk Reckon to those locations. It's a, it's, maybe I shouldn't say it better, but it is an option to walk him down an alleyway so that you actually have that memory to give. Yeah, 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 that's a good idea. Yeah, it, it, however, it will take some time to do that. And of course you run a risk of running into somebody but if you want to pick a route that you think no one might be down that alleyway, you could you could say that. Um, the other option is to just lie and hope that they don't pull your memory. No, I think that we would we would we would know that, and we would probably account for that. Yeah. So, yeah, we can go yeah. ahead and have the conversation where you guys figure out your plan if you want. Um, now that you have that information, but I definitely think you're all very skilled and that you would, you would know that, um, that that's a possibility. 
Can I straight away is the quicker route? If you're worried about them pulling your memories, just pull it first. And also, even if we were to feign that by bringing him with us at the cost of time, there would still be the issue of the connected memories and the fact that the memories themselves might even appear staged. So I don't think it benefits us enough to do that. We have to take the risk. I can deal with that if we're spotted. Okay. So you're, you are not taking him down the alleyway. So Temple and Finch are going to lie, essentially, right? Yep. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, the this other thing will that... definitely not come back to haunt us. Yeah. <laughs> we're dead. Yeah. The other thing that I would um, mention then for both Shadow and Shiv is not to have them in your eye line. You're going to need to be walking like alone without them in front of you. Yeah. When you we escort. Know the route. Or yeah, we know the route roughly. The other option is to take the memory and put it in something else so that Enki can't grab it. But I'm going to tell you that looks weird. Yeah. Yeah, there's okay. a big decision to be made here. So definitely, uh, I can't say take your time, unfortunately, because yeah. Yeah. time is of the essence. So I will give you as players just, you know, like a minute or two to figure it out. But then we got to decide mm-hmm. and go. How many times have you, how many times have they looked through your memories for something that you told them? That's a very good question. Why don't you go ahead and roll for me? Uh-oh. Oh. Um, they've never actually questioned you. Mm. You've never had to give them a memory. Um, now, I'm going to let you, as a player, figure out why that is. Did you always volunteer it? Because it I doesn't... Think I've been very adamant. Like any information I have, I turn over. Yeah, because like, I, I, I am smooth sailing. I never fight. I'm. They never have a problem with me. Yeah, Anything they say I do because that's, I want answers so bad. That's what I was wondering. Um, that's why I said maybe that's what that failure means. Maybe your failure role is not just that you know they never asked you, but it's just that you willingly give it over every time. So mm-hmm. that's going to add a little bit of a layer here because you're not going to willingly give this memory of you seeing him. I think anything I say unless you have him loop down this street you say you saw him first going down the street you've got the memory and then they just loop back around the building and then they go a different way in the other direction yeah that's and then Temple's the one that lies up ahead Uh right Is there a way to do this? Is there a way to do it that doesn't look very obvious? Like, could you just take a lap? (sighs) If it's going to make it more convincing, then I guess we have to. But do it quickly. It's also risky. We need to be quick. He's going to poke himself out from an alley 
You're gonna turn around and glance. He's gonna walk in, and then we're gonna leave. Is okay. that enough for you? It's hopefully it's enough for them. If they take it, I'm not saying they will. I'm not sure. They could just take my word. Usually they do. I'm pretty trustworthy, as you know. Okay. That's what we'll do. Then Shadow, you'll be up ahead. They'll follow you. And I'll, uh, I'll follow, follow parallel to you, but a bit back. You know, covering the side from the main street. And then we just hope that, uh, they can watch the other side and they're back a bit better. I think if I walk in and hand them this memory, it'll be more convincing. Okay. We'll get them out. Then we can meet back up later. And right, let's get to it. Okay. Um, when you are escorting, are you... You're just escorting them as is? Is anybody putting clothing on them or covering them in any way? Um, we're trying to keep them off of the main street. Yep. Yeah, okay. Down alleys and stuff as best we can. Okay. Um, I'm not going to give them my coat because my coat stands out. I'm but, uh, nondescript. I would be willing to part with it. Yeah, okay. Just cover your faces as best you can. Keep your head down. And uh, watch Shadow's heels and follow him. Okay, I need rolls now. Um, I need rolls from everybody. We'll start with Finch's opening roll for sending this message. Um, you can have a plus one. Don't worry, you can have a plus one. Oh my god. Oh no! Okay, uh, that's okay. That's okay. I mean, that's only a, a huge fumble, but that's all right. Um, Temple. The third one, right? <laughs> yeah, Temple, go ahead and roll. You can have a plus one. Um, oh my yeah. god! <laughs> Two fumbles. Oh. Holy shit. Okay. Um, all right, then let's have the let's have the second two. So, Shadow and Shiv, I need you to roll for me. Uh, you can both have a plus one. Oh. Oh. oh, there we go. Okay. Oh my God. Okay. I have a question. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Can I play it off as if I'm very, uh, like stressed and frantic in the message so that maybe it's less easy to read? Yes. Also, I'm just gonna, does anybody have any bullshit on their sheet to help with this? Cause I will give you an extra roll if you do. I'm a liar. Let me see. Let yeah. Me like just double check. Cause you guys might have special abilities that can help you with this or revelations also that can help you. I don't know what you took, but. And not for this type of situation, I don't. Yeah, so Shadow rolled a fumble as well. And then Shiv just rolled a plane, right? Why is it Wait, rolling an extra D4? I, I rolled 
it was a 3d4 and then a plus one. Oh, so, so you rolled your four. four. Okay, and yeah, then I so was Shiv's. Okay, so you both succeeded. Button. Oh, thank God. Oh, thank God. Okay. <laughs> I do have a memory, by the way, that actually does relate to the situation. Okay, what is it? Uh, yeah, so so it's a, a memory from someone else from inside the lake. Um, uh, I was going down to the beach with a number of friends. It was basically like uh, the... the, the spring break senior year during high school uh, we shouldn't have been drinking and certainly not as much as we did and when we were driving back from the beach it was late in the evening and we saw the lights come on uh, and I wasn't driving uh, my friend was and she had a good future ahead of her um, and I didn't want to let her get in trouble so as we pulled over we quickly switched positions and then the cops came and I was the one who took the hit for it. Uh, I was the one who wound up getting arrested and getting that on my record. And it's a shame that I lost touch with those people, but it seemed like the right thing to do at the time. Wow, okay. That is the perfect fucking memory for this moment. And here's how I'm gonna do it. Um, I'm gonna let you give Finch a plus one instead of you getting a plus one, because that's literally what the memory is about. So, Finch, roll one more. Oh, please. Oh Oh my god! (laughs) Oh, wow, okay. (laughs) Okay, so essentially, you're recreating this moment. So I wanna know what's going on in Temple's mind when this happens. So narrate for us, you know, you have this memory of taking a bullet, essentially for your friend. So what do you do to stop Finch from making a huge mistake here? And if you don't know, I can assist. I I have an idea. Okay. Um, so I start off ahead, right? I, I left the group early. Yeah to get to my position, but there was something tingling in the back of my head. I knew that it wouldn't hold true. And so rather than going to the position that I was, that I'd said that I did, I got to on the other side of the alleyway that Finch was going to see Reckon from. And as soon as Reckon poked his head out, Finch wasn't looking, but I stunned her with my spitter. You stun Finch? Yes. Why? How does that help her? Because there's not going to be an opportunity for the memory to look more false. It's going to appear that there was an accomplice helping Reckon, and that accomplice had gotten her, so she's innocent of any sort of difficulty. Uh... Oh, I don't know, though, because you are... makes sense. It, it makes sense a little bit, but here's what's going to happen is that anybody reviewing this memory is going to be like, why, why were you this close to where Finch was and the accomplice? Yeah. It's going to make you look potentially guilty, which may be fine because it suits the memory of you taking the bullet for Finch. But... Yeah, for, for what it's worth also, like, I mean, I, have, I haven't succeeded on a, a role yet. Yeah. Um, so I'm pretty sure that, like, if the memories were dragged, I'd be implicated regardless. Um, and so that's 
Well, I don't like, know I, if I, you, I, I don't know if Temple knows that though. You as a player know that because you know what a failed roll can typically mean, yeah. but Temple doesn't know that. Okay. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm open to alternatives. Uh, okay. It was just that was my thought. No, I li I like it. It suits the you wanting to take a bullet, but let me let me just so you want to be implicated rather than Finch in this situation, right? That's your goal. Exactly. So not okay. guaranteeing that I would, but if someone does, guaranteeing that it's me. Does that make sense? Then at the last second, you tell Finch to go further down and you say, you stay. You're the first person. So you're getting ready to leave and go further down and you go on second thought. I'll be this one that says he saw him here first and which direction he was going in and you go. Or, no, that doesn't work. Hold on, I have to think on, like three different levels here. I have to think <laughs> as an Enki person reviewing this and then I have to think of the Enki that are already present. Um, Because here's what happens. If you stun Finch, then your memory gets pulled and it's you, the, you're the one stunning. So you are the accomplice then in that moment. So there's no, I mean, this will work. I just want to make sure that I'm super clear here because this is this is a really big deal. If 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 this memory gets pulled, that's it for Temple. There is no there is no line of potentially succeeding here. Whereas there are other things you could do that could make it a little bit more ambiguous, so that you're not guaranteed to get wrecked by the Yankee if they pull your memory. What do I think of those things in the meantime? You, sorry, could you say that again for me? You wouldn't? Or you yeah, would? I, but I, I'm questioning whether or not Temple would be able to uh, come up with a safer alternative with the time crunch. Um, go ahead and roll for me. Okay. Because I think, I think, oh my <laughs> God. Okay, so I think your desire to try to save Finch is a solid one, but I just feel like Sky Bears are wicked smart. I don't think that if you, I think you would know that if you stun her and they pull your memory, they're going to kill you. Um, and I don't think, I just don't know if you would make a mistake of that magnitude like this is a time crunch but you guys have been through so much as sky bears maybe already he, maybe he saw me like looking like when i asked them to take a lap maybe he saw me like looking towards them while they were walking the opposite yeah, way yeah and he catches you he was like, hey. <laughs> yeah hey over here <laughs> yeah or maybe so it could, it could also literally be as simple as him grabbing your arm and saying, don't forget to take this memory of this conversation. You know, yeah. it could be just a warning like that. Don't forget to do something that will aid her later so that she doesn't get caught. But it's also not literally putting you in harm's way. And that's not me being a GM that's like, I'm refusing to let a player die. I just really, truly don't think that you would... I don't think you would do something like that. Like, unless it were really... Like, if they were here standing in front of you and they were gonna kill her, then that would be an extreme thing that I think you would do, but you don't need to throw your body in the line of fire right now because there's no guarantee that they're even gonna pull your memories. So yeah, if that makes sense. Rather than a character decision. Yeah, exactly. Like I just, I really don't, 
yeah, I think that you would understand the magnitude of that decision, and that's not something you need to do right this second, because it's not even guaranteed that they're even going to look into this yet. But if it were, sure. But, um, yeah, so I think, I think if it were more like, um, you know, you grabbing her arm and saying, you know, don't forget to scrub this memory or don't look that way, only be looking this way, you know, something like that you could do, and then you go off, you're still putting yourself at risk because you're not the first person to see him, right? So if they get caught later down the way and someone else has seen him, then they're going to know your story was a lie and you are not going to have a memory. So actually, why don't we say this? Why don't we say, uh, why don't we say that originally you guys weren't sure who was going to go in what direction? And then Temple goes, I will go down further down the line. Finch will be the one that sees it first. That way you're guaranteeing that she has a memory of him and you're keeping her safe and you're essentially in the line of fire because you're the only one that won't have a memory of actually seeing him if they pull it. Does that work? That works for me. Okay. Uh, if it makes sense within the context of everything, then then it I think like it makes I think it makes solution. sense because it's you protecting her. She now her role now succeeds, so now she has a memory. So essentially, it was like it's either you kind of say you stay here, Finch. I'll go here. This way, you have a memory to give up, or it's maybe you made the suggestion that the lap goes around. Like Finch is like, I always give a memory up willingly. You know, this has to make sense. So you're like, why don't, why doesn't he make a lap? Finch, you go over here. Maybe it was your idea to have the lap and Finch see right at that corner. And you stop that. You make that happen so that Finch has a memory to give up because it would look weird if she didn't. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm going to go with that just so that um, you don't accidentally get yourself killed. <laughs> um, I'll still find a way. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> Man, these rolls, I got to tell you, they're, they're, yeah. making, they're making me sweat. I got to turn my fan on. Um, okay, so um, sorry to stop that. I just, that was really important and I, I don't want sure. anybody to die from a, what seems like a very simple snap decision. Um, okay, so that's what we see happen then. We see Temple thinking quickly on his feet. We see his eyes, you know, darting, maybe as if he's reading something, uh, remembering something, and then he grabs Finch by the arm and says, uh, go down go down this alleyway. Uh, we'll have Reckon and Reckon alone. Run down, look behind him to see you and then loop back around. And then mm -hmm. I will, a couple minutes later, be down this block and send a report. So as soon as I see your report come through, I'll wait a couple minutes and then I'll send mine. And then we see Shadow and Shiv nod, uh, take a step back, they're going to hide in the alleyway with Blake and Violet. Uh, we see Shadow give up his um, cloak, his his covering, to give to, I'm going to assume, Violet? Actually, I'm going to yeah. ask you, who are you going to cover? Yeah, I'll cover Violet. Violet? Okay. Um, and then Blake, I think, has like a hood. Um, so I'm assuming you tell him to put his hood up. Um, and then... Yeah. You both are waiting there until Reckon reconvenes. Um, and we see Shadow and Shiv basically on either side of them waiting in the alleyway, the rain coming down. Um, and Reckon will leave, head down the alleyway. Finch succeed, succeeds. She sees him. She makes her report. It goes off. A couple minutes later, 
temple, I need you to roll one more time for me. No pluses this time. My first success. Oh my God. <laughs> oh, good. Okay, so you see at the last second before you send your report, you recognize one of the other Enki members. You see them crossing the street. Mm. So you decide to go down two more blocks before you send your message. But you catch them, you see them. Lucky. Yes, very much so. Um, so I'm double I, sweating at this point. Yeah, too. <laughs> I think it's a pretty intense situation because everything was super tight on timeline and we see maybe, I think, and correct, please feel free to correct me if I'm wrong because I've only GM'd you guys one time. So I only know your characters a little bit, but I think we would see Shiv you know, standing against the wall. And although he might be, there might be some tension in his stomach or he might be a little bit, but we don't see it at all on his face. Like he's just focused, looking forward. Yeah, Temple's message is two minutes late now, but he's not, there's not a reaction on his face. And I think we see maybe a little bit of a reaction on Shadow though. Maybe Shadow is looking kind of around, trying to see when, you know, if anybody's coming, and that's how he's showing his nervousness. He's just kind of glancing, double checking, triple checking those alleyways. Exactly. He's incredibly fucking observant, especially as he becomes more um, anxious inside. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of, yeah, back and forth, always trying to look and check and, and triple check, make sure that nobody's coming. I'm looking back at Violet, making sure she's put the, the hood up over my cloak. Yeah. Um, Try and conceal herself, looking at Blake to make sure that he's kind of um, down in this corner enough, blended enough, so that even if somebody were to glance by, maybe they would see me, but hopefully they don't see them. So that's yeah, exactly what Shadow is doing right now. Yeah. So when you all see Finch's message come through, you see her say, you know, the message is like, you know, here this and then in the bottom of her message she's include a memory id she's like here's the timestamp and the date you know i have this if you need to see it like she just volunteered this um which i think you you two might have been present for that part of the plan i don't know it's up to you um but i think temple did stop her and say like you know go here so that you actually have something to give away um so I think that that, I don't know if that you both see that and go, wow, that was a great idea. Or if there's a moment where you might want to readjust how you're about to approach. But either way, two minutes go by and it's excruciating. And then you see two blocks up from where it was supposed to be. Temple's message comes out. And he says really quickly, something like, I think I saw or visual confirmation in this general area looked like he was heading here can you know moving in that direction he then says i'm still in pursuit yeah uh, temple would include something like strong confidence um yeah thus like not certain but very very yeah close. like i think i just he, saw him based on this message from finch right and given that he saw another anki um if you can let me know whether or not he would think this based on his experience it might be helpful for him to be seen continuing in that direction. Yes. Continuing looking. Yeah. So I think that's my next question. Finch, what do you do here? Ooh. Yeah, because you will all get, this is like on your, your com.network, your .com. So his message comes up. Do you go over there 
to help a false search or do you go back and help Shadow and Shiv? I will go help the false search. I think that's more believable. Okay. So I feel like if I get found out, if they realize that I'm bullshitting, then everyone here is kind of found out. (laughs) Okay. Yep. Um, Okay. Go ahead and roll one more time for me. You can have a plus one. Okay. Oh my God. Thank you for that. Plus one. Holy shit. Okay. So you are, you sent, you send a message saying that you are in pursuit and you are heading in that direction. Mm -hmm. So, and that is exactly what you do. Um, now we have, uh, we have shadow and Shiv. Um, Finch, you see two Enki that you saw before at the docks make eyes with you as they are coming down the street and they nod to two different streets they're going to check and they nod for you to check one in the same direction. So you have confirmation now from another Enki. They have seen you, you are searching and they go with you. So, um... You head down in that direction to help with a false search. Temple, you also continue on this false search. And now we're going to switch over to Shadow and Shiv as you try to get these three people out of here. Um, So the city is fairly big. Um, This is your hometown. I I don't want to say hometown, but this is your stomping grounds for hunting um, Mm -hmm. as Sky Bears. So I'm going to say that you will both have a plus two. You have max for navigating around the city. Like, you know it like the back of your hand. You know these alleyways. You use them all the time. Um, You are both probably... Shiv is probably the best one for this town because Shiv's the oldest one here, right? The oldest sky bearer among you. So he probably can navigate as well. But you both have a plus two uh, going forward for this. So I need a roll from each of you. Okay. And we're going to do a rule of threes. So we're going to do section one section two, and then the exit, getting them out. So this is just for the first part. Oof. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Okay. So, okay, yeah, this is insane. So Shiv rolled a critical failure, rule of threes, um, and Shadow rolled a critical success, rule of threes. So, hot damn. Let's get creative with how this happens. Yeah, they were following Shadow, so that's good at least, hopefully. Yeah, um, so let's think about this. I have an opportunity to do something fun, I think. Now, typically when you rule a roll of threes, you get to create a memory with your success and you kind of get to control the narrative a little bit, Shadow. But because we rolled a, a critical failure, you also are supposed to, I think, Um, be able to create a memory and it's a not great one or you have a not great one affect you and in fact I want to do that so Shiv what what bad memory surfaces as you're doing this and it comes unexpectedly Hmm. Um, hmm. does it need to be related to this moment no it can be any intrusive memory that comes to mind right now but it should have something to do with the time in which you failed no, that's perfect. I've got one that's perfect. Yeah, let's let's no. hear it. 
I remember uh, pushing the 2.6 G line. Oh. My dreams have been torturing me recently, and I'm out here looking for answers. I remember the weight. I've already loaded with more crash than I have before, but it's still so hard to keep moving forward. My vision begins to narrow, like I'm looking through a grey tunnel. I close my eyes and shake my head to try and clear my vision. When I open them, I'm flat on the ground. I remember it going dark. I remember waking up again, but I'm back in 2G. Someone saved me, but I don't know who. Okay. Wow. I like that a lot. Okay, so now we're going to narrate, and I'm going to leave this up to the two of you, um, because you do, in fact, create a memory from this event um, that you will never forget. So we'll start with you, Shiv. What goes wrong so horrifically here that you will remember this? I think right as we're leaving off, I have an idea, actually, and I'm going to take I over. I have an idea, but okay, go ahead. It's perfect. I think, I think two people see you right as you're heading yeah. off. Yeah. And I think the only way to successfully get through this is if you deal with them. You can yeah. either take their memory or you can deal with them in another way. But that those are your options. You have to you have to do that, and I think that's a pretty horrific thing to do to somebody who doesn't deserve yeah, it. Yeah, they don't know. Yeah, but uh, so. I don't have my extractor with me, so I okay. only have one option. Oh Jesus Christ! Okay. Um, now Shadow does succeed beautifully with a critical success. Um, Shadow, do you have your extractor with you? I do. I will allow you to give it to him, to give him another option here because you succeeded so well. Um, so as, yeah, you, as you're taking off, to, yeah. Yeah, right before we would leave actually, um, I would look over to Shiv and kind of give a confirmatory glance. I would, now not that I don't have my cloak, I would just pull it out of the pocket of my pants and kind of flash my extractor to Shiv and look for him to do the same. And shake my head. Not very good if you don't always have this on you. Since you're running in the back and I'm trying to guide point, perhaps it's better suited with you. Before you decide, before you decide, Shiv, um, it is a young teenage boy and teenage girl. Um, they they do not look like they are wealthy or well off. It looks like they are maybe digging in a trash can in the back alleyway for food. Yeah. I, uh... That, that makes extracting easier as well as handling other ways. Yeah, I grab it. I'm on clean up, Shadow. I'll catch up. Very well. Okay, so this is where we will split scenes a little bit. Um, you two... So Shadow is going to describe first, I think, how you guide them out, um, or at least to the next part of the the city. 
because it's fairly big. So you're going to get past the like busy market area here beautifully. Yeah, and everything is um, basically kind of back alley as shaded as possible. So we would take a look at the marketplace. We would see where um, a lot of the citizens of Ntaku are sort of gathered um, rather than sort of approaching. It would always be down a side alleyway. I would always try and remain one or two blocks um, separated. And as disgusting as it may seem, I would utilize... Um, areas behind buildings where either trash canisters or um, mm. waste discard would be uh, would be um, for violet it would be incredibly helpful because the cloak is long and black uh, though tattered in some places it tends to blend the best yeah. um, and it would almost be sort of like I, I would literally just instruct Blake to get into the trash Okay. I would then kind of peer and continue to move out, checking uh, as soon as I reach sort of a um, an intersection within the alleys, um, kind of looking at both sides. As soon as it would be clear, I would instruct Blake first, um, but have him wait just as he exits the trash, kind of cowered down, continuing to look, making sure nobody ha heard the sound. I would proceed and then guide them along. Um, okay, so then we see Shadow expertly weaving in and out of these alleyways. Um, they are behind you, so you cannot make contact with them. Uh, like visual, you're not looking at them. But we see him put a hand out and wait, and then they wait silently. They've been instructed not to speak, so there's no sound of them in his memory. Um, and he will point to trash cans. We see, we see Blake and Violet moving, hiding in position. We also see specific moments where Shadow chooses to move out and scan the crowd so that he has a memory of him looking in this area. We see him a couple blocks in. Do you, I'm sorry, do you decide to send a message saying you're looking down here or not? Um, I imagine I would know it would be bad if I didn't, right? Yes. Then yeah, I would. Okay. Um, and I think the reputation that Shadow specifically would have would be to operate in this type of manner. Um, he's not a kind of mainstream, or, or what I mean by mainstream is kind of out and about convincing towards vagabonds in a search sort of approach. It's always very kind of hidden and methodical, um, a bit assassin-esque rather than um, a... Uh, I guess rather than turning on somebody kind of approach. So this would be my traditional MO anyways. Okay. Um, so yeah, I would have um, just sent out a message essentially stating I'm checking the alleyways moving from this direction plan to go to here. Yeah. Um, okay. Yep. So then you all see a message come through on the net from an unknown uh, sky bearer. It's... It's, but it says, I'm in this area and I'm looking. Um, I think you all know that's probably Shadow because that was the plan to go down in that direction. Um, but yeah, it says, I'm, I'm down here. I recognize that there are people up there searching, but I'm just going to search down here just to be safe, to give us a full kind of watch, essentially. Um, okay, so we see that and now we're going to move over to Shiv. 
Shiv, what do you do with these two kids who are looking through the the trash? Got a young, probably 15-year-old boy and a 12-year-old girl. I uh, pocket the extractor for now and pull out one of my knives. It has a heavy ball bearing in the handle to give it extra weight. And I uh, walk over quietly behind them. Um, so and uh, They saw you, all of you. Okay. Um, yeah. So you can walk. I mean, you would have to go a different direction, like look like you're leaving the alleyway. Yeah. And then okay. circle yeah. back around. Okay. Yeah, all around. So and then, then uh, we see Shiv kind of get up on the side of the building and he's listening. They're kind of talking to each other. Well, I don't know if I can find anything in there. What is that? Is that, is that food? I don't think I hear him. Did they go down the alleyway? And they're gone. Go ahead. And then you hear them start rummaging back in the, in the trash again. I keep up behind them. I'm going for the boy first and I hit him with the heavy ball bearing end of the dagger in the back of the head and then the girl as quickly as I can. Oof. Okay. So because this was a critical failure and I know this is going to be a very traumatic memory for you, I'm definitely going to say one of them saw you before you hit them. So one of them sees you hit the other. So I guess it would be the girl. The girl sees you hit her, her brother. Uh, he falls to the floor and then she screams or she makes a yelp before you, you hit her across the head. Um, but then she does, she does fall down. Um, yeah, I, uh, I extract the memories. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll twice for me. You can have a plus one each time. Okay. That's the first one. Uh... And the second. So it'd be boy first, then girl. Yeah, okay. Ooh, okay. Um... So the the rolls aren't actually for that particular thing. Like, the first one is actually for the extracting. The second one is for something else. Yeah, okay. So you have... You have successfully taken the memories out. Um, what do you do with them laying on the ground? Do you leave them there? No, you'd put them in the trash. You'd literally, you, you're going to put them. I'm sorry. I try to be a neutral GM, but I can't. You're still unclear. You're putting the bodies of these children in the trash can. Yeah, just so they're out of the way for Yeah, them. out of the way. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. You look around and you I, don't, you don't, when you kind of stand up and you survey to see if, Anybody has seen this? You don't see anyone. Okay. I uh, rummage in my satchel for a little bit of food. Oh, okay. Toss it in there with them and then I head off. Okay. Um, So this, what aspect of this memory? I mean, obviously the whole thing's traumatic, but there's one specific thing that's going to haunt Shiv a bit. What is it? It's the I'd look in a little girl's eyes when she sees me. Yeah. 
I know what I am, but uh, I don't like to be reminded of it. Oh my dear God. Um, all right, Finch, I need a roll from you. You can have a plus one. Oh, hell yeah, there we go. Um, you too, uh, Temple. Okay. Oh my God. Nice. Uh, Minus just a regular roll or a plus one? Uh, a regular roll, actually. Okay. Um, the Finch's plus one is actually you're aiding her. Okay. Okay, so, um, we see Temple and Finch. So after this, this kind of traumatic event, actually, I think I'm going to narrate this a little bit. So we see, uh, we see Shiv hit crack the, 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 uh, boy on the back of the head. And we see this little girl go, Sean. And she looks up at Shiv horrified. She recoils a bit. Please don't. And before she is able to finish her sentence, he just cracks her uh, on the side of the temple and uh, she falls down to the ground. He then carefully extracts the memory from the older boy. Uh, He flinches as it's being pulled. And then he does the same for the little girl. The memory of her seeing him and then the memory of her seeing him crack the boy on the head. He takes them both. Um, she's whimpering a bit when he does this. When we look at Shiv's face, we don't see anything. We see no expression. He doesn't seem to be bothered by this. But we know that he he is and he will be haunted uh, by this moment. Um, and then we see him pick up the boy and put him in in the trash and we see him pick up the girl and put her in the in the dumpster as well and he fishes into his pocket for a bit of food uh and then lays it between them and closes the lid and then we see him maybe take a deep breath look around down the alleyway and head off quickly to where uh he will meet shadow Then we cut to Finch and Temple moving down these alleyways, looking. You now see four Enki between the two of you, also searching. And you don't see them, like, in the same alleys as you, but it's as you move from block to block, you catch a glimpse of that red cloak. Another one and another one. Finch, you've seen four. This is so strange to you. Why are there so many openly cloaked, badge-wearing Nexi here? They shouldn't, this is very strange. So I know that you already thought Reckon was special and your way of answers, but if you had any doubts, I think those are squashed now when you see how many Enki are here. Now, both of you, do you send any communication to Shadow and Shiv to let them know that there are way more than you were anticipating? I will. I'll just send something that 
kind of coded, like, hey, I know we were thinking about going to this restaurant, but it's super busy right now, <laughs> or something like that to kind of like, hope that they get it, but also I don't want to risk being like, hey, there's a lot of fucking guys out here. <laughs> yeah, okay. Go ahead and uh, give me a roll for me. You can have a plus one. Don't worry, this isn't a success or fail thing. This is just which option I'm going to choose to flavor. Okay, mm. so here's what I think we see. I think we see Finch sizing up that there are a lot more Nexi here than originally had anticipated, and she decides to send a message to pick one, Shadow or Shiv? Uh, Shiv. Shiv. She decides to send a message to Shiv. Um, you all have been working together behind the scenes for a while now, trying to figure out what the Nexi and what the Enki are up to. So I'm going to say you've already figured out how to talk to each other uh, in a way in which isn't so obvious. Um, we see Finch send a new message, but she gets in and changes the date and time. She changes it to a specific date that you all know to check, and you have in your calm dat like a, a lock on that folder on that date. Any new mm -hmm. mail that comes in on that date, you will then check it. But any Anki scrubbing isn't going to see it because it came in six months ago. They're only going to be looking at today's date, obviously. So we see her change this message, uh, date and time, and she says something like, I know we were thinking of scoping out this area for vagabonds, but it's a bit busy with locals. So let's reconvene and choose a different area or let's go to this area instead. Mm -hmm. So that message, clearly Shiv, you're gonna get that. That's not the right sound. There you go, you're gonna get that. And that immediately sound, you're sounded like trash, by the way. It and that's did. so <laughs> Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's him. That's you closing the lid <laughs> of the <laughs> bin. And then your message comes through and it's, you know, a new one from a date from six months ago. So you know it's a message from somebody in the team, but it's encrypted and it says this warning on it. So now you know there are a lot more Nexi than you were originally anticipating. And maybe we see... For the first time, Shiv has an expression that is not necessarily worry, but concern, and he picks up his pace as he runs to catch up with Shadow. Absolutely. Yeah. So now, Temple, you're going to encounter a Nexi. They approach you. Uh, where did you say you saw him? I referenced the, the place where I had the... Uh, where I'd sent the message from earlier, um, not too long ago. And you're sure it was him? Mostly. I'm not certain. I didn't get to see his face, but okay. I saw that cloak. Which cloak? The cloak from... Yeah, I would be referencing the, the image that we had received of Reckon when we all got the, like, the APB. So there, um, oh, right, okay, okay, the image in the APB, okay. Yeah. Uh, so we'll say his scarf, because that's what it would have oh, been okay. in his image. Yeah, that works. Yeah, um, I saw that I, scarf. All right, and uh, you didn't see him any time after that? I must have lost him somewhere along the way. What if he doubled back? Do you think he doubled back? I paused for a moment. 
It's possible, but I didn't see him come back my way. Well, maybe we should head back anyway, just to be safe. Uh, where are we in reference to like the, the docks or any other exit? Yeah, let me go ahead and pull up the map here for you. So we're going to look at the Nataku main map. Can you all see that? Yep. Okay. Yep. So um, you two uh, decided to head up. So your bar is near where, let me just make sure you're not near the church. And where's the Tower of Merrick? Yeah, that's what I thought. So you're not on this four, eight, and six side. You were on near kind of where um, two was. So do you see that area in the back of the map where there's a whole bunch of buildings? We're gonna say that's where your Vagabond building is. That's where the tin uh, is. And this is where you started. So you and Finch started heading in the direction of the temple six, eight, and four. So they, the exit here would be on the water. Okay. And the real area they went to is on the other end of the wheel out. So not at the water at all. They're not taking the water out. They're walking on foot. So it's at the very back northeast corner of the map. That's where they're going. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So I would say uh, he seemed to be in a hurry. Have you looked at the docks yet? We came from the docks. <clears throat> and he couldn't have slipped by you. Well, I mean, I'm sure he could have. But we've got a lot of people on the docks. If, if you saw him heading this way, then I'm assuming that he's trying to exit on the docks. But wouldn't you then maybe potentially double back? He's smart. Hmm. I'm going I back. I the men myself. I'm going back, and I'm gonna take, I'm gonna take, uh, Mal with me. Do you want to come with us, or are you gonna stay here? Well, if there are already so many at the docks, I can come with for a time. Okay. When we need to search in more detail on another place, then we can split up again. Okay, so as you are walking, make me one more roll. You can have a plus one. (laughs) How did they know you were Enki? Is the thought that enters your mind when you begin walking down the alleyway with them. Yeah, um, and so Perhaps I'm troubled by that, but I do recall that I had sent out a report and I'm official in the database. Um, so they must have access at least to be able to to recognize that from the report that I sent. So I need to be extra careful. So the way that it would work then, typically these grunt Anki will recognize, like if they're introduced to a sky bearer, they will kind of you are a higher rank, typically, is how that works. They don't have access to your face. So the fact that these guys did recognize your face without walking up and asking you if you were Enki, because you're undercover technically, means, and you're right, you are in the database, but it means that they might be higher rank than you. Hmm. And I think that strikes you as a little bit odd that the Enki would send 
someone who has access to your file. I think that's a little bit alarming, actually. Yeah. Because normally they would just send grunts to listen to you or to take your lead. So, again, same thing with Finch. If there was any doubt in your mind that Reckon was really important, I doubt doubt that's left. I doubt that remains. Okay, we are now going to switch again back to Shadow as Shiv catches up with you. Uh, I need you both to roll twice more for me. Actually, let's just do once to start because it could be awful. Um, You still have a plus two, You still have your plus two, both of you. Oh, thank God. Oh, Shiv! You're killing me! Okay, so, um... God. All right. Um, you both work through the alleyways. I think Shiv might be focused on, because it's not a matter of fucking up. I hate it when a GM just assumes that a role means you fucked up in some way. Shiv is like one of the best sky bears out there. I'm not going to say that he tripped and made a noise, but I am going to say that he might be distracted and thinking of this memory. So he's not as meticulous as he normally would be. Um, what is something that he would miss? I think um, maybe I forget I'm distracted by this memory not to glance over at the the group. Oh, shit. Okay, that's actually really good. So you do glance over to make sure that they're still there and they're okay. So you have now a memory that you might have to deal with of seeing them. I think that's I, I think that's a solid fail. Actually, that's a really good one. Yeah, I take my knife and I just put a little nick on my thumb, just so I don't forget to remove the memory. Nice. Do you have a lot of scars on your thumb? <laughs> yeah, a few. Yeah. Okay. It's an interesting. So we see him put a nick in his thumb, but he has a lot of scars already there, and um, maybe he kind of mutters under his breath when he looks back and realizes what he's done. Um, all right. One more roll from each of you. Uh, you do make it through the second half of the city, though. So again, back to that map. And and for those listening, Nintaku is set up um, the southern, uh, western, the southwest side of Nintaku is entirely flooded countries. And it, it leads, um, you usually leave by boat. However, there is a small area uh, on the northeastern side in the corner of the map where you can leave by foot. Um, And the city is filled up mostly of, I'd say, buildings that are stacked on top of each other, on top of these flats and docks. Um, There are temples. There is a huge, enormous water wheel that actually powers most of the city and provides power in the form of generators to other outlying cities. So a lot of other little cities or settlements will send representatives here, offer trade to the city of Nutaku to take back generators full of energy for their settlement further out. You, the viewer, and I would know 
that Reckon will frequently come here to get power for his settlement. So we see them make their way from probably just before the beginning of the water wheel. They make it past the marketplace, past the big temple, past the Tower of Merrick, past the Wise Folk Council, which is the big dome in the middle of the city. And we see them kind of getting into the outskirts of the city where poor residents live, where things are no longer necessarily as well built. They're old abandoned structures that have been repurposed. Um, The roofs are made of tin slats. And as they enter into this area, we'll have you roll one final time to see how you get out. Both can have your plus two still. Oh my god. Shadow MVP. Yeah, carry me, Shadow. Yeah. (laughs) Oh my god. (laughs) Oh, shit. Hey, um... Again, we're gonna- we're gonna see Shadow is able to successfully- and I think- I think- and correct me if I'm wrong, Zagatagus, but I think I know Shiv well enough to know after that last fuck up, I think that he wouldn't endanger the party anymore, and I think he would just slowly walk or tell Shadow, go on ahead, I'm gonna stay back and I'll watch from here, because you're- you're in another- place and then you can have your you can have your fuck up happen however you want but i because shadow rolled a a savvy success i think that means that you unless you have a different fuck up in mind but somehow you're Uh, gonna mess up here yeah i think uh getting separated from reckon and blake and basically potential answers they might be gone by the time I catch back up to Shadow again. But I, uh... Ooh. So maybe you're... Maybe you're... Maybe you're unable to fight your desire for knowledge. So you do stay with the party, even though you know you're not quite on your game right now. Maybe that's your failure. If you're okay yeah. with that. No, that makes sense. Yeah, I think that fits... I think that fits what we know of Shiv so far. Okay, so I think we we do see Shiv maybe hesitate, realize that he's not quite on his game, um, and then he he moves forward and stays with the party because he just can't let the idea of what Reckon knows and the truth go, um, and that in some way you, the viewer, and I know is a mistake, but we just don't know why yet, and that's where we're gonna take a break. We are in the Nexus, one of the main centers of operations for Enki's Covenant in Penumbra. We see the Golden Nexi building. Its frame overlooks the upper levels of the city, its shadow always standing as an unnerving reminder to all vagabonds that there is no place that they will ever feel totally safe. No place in which the Nexi eye isn't ever watching. The building stands tall cast in an artificial golden light, and its access points several stories from the base platform, forcing visitors to ascend several flights of stairs to even enter the building. Inside this building, we join Finch, Shadow, Temple, and Shiv 
in the lobby of the 33rd floor. It's been several lapses since Reckon's escape, since our Sunbearers made the choice to aid them. You, the viewer, and I know Reckon, Blake, and Violet made it out safely with the help of Shiv and Shadow. But our Sunbearers have been waiting. Unsure. Perhaps hopeful. Shiv was able to send out a coded message to the group, advising them to lay low, scrub their comms and memories, and has fallen silent since. They all know the Enki well, and know that the entire city of Notaku has been under watch. Someone knows something. Someone saw something. Someone must have aided Reckon, and the Enki are determined to find out. Finch, what are you doing? How are you acting and feeling? What's going on in your mind? She's trying to not show too many emotions, but I don't think she can help that. She probably looks not worried, but almost a little, like, upset or nervous. And that's very rare <laughs> for her. She's usually pretty good about hiding how she feels, especially if it's negative. I think she's, uh, she's trying pretty hard, but it's kind of, you can tell that she's very uncomfortable. And what about Shadow? What are you doing? Um, think a little bit. He's just trying to calm himself. So he's continuing to go back to that same um, kind of memory he reflected on right before we had all met. Just right, 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 right. The sense of the, of the sky crying and hitting the hard pavement. Um, just kind of using that to try and center himself and calm his emotions and try and temper some of that anxiety. And Temple, what about you? What are you doing? Immediately after being able to leave Ntaku, and I guess before being summoned uh, during that like lying low period, um, he'd gone back to uh, his beach and hid uh, the ring um, that he had with a memory in it uh, in a spot there. <laughs> Uh, and so now he's like his hand is in the pocket where usually the ring would be and it's fiddling around with nothing just <laughs> now uh, there's a even where the, the missing tooth is so to speak in his mind now there's a physical missing object as well okay what about you Shiv um, am, am I allowed to be armed in here Oh, absolutely. They yeah, don't, yeah, um, yeah, you're like an elite class, so they, they don't take anything from you. Yeah, I'm just, uh, cleaning my nails with the tip of a knife. And just keeping myself busy. All right. Finch. A woman comes out of the main big golden doors. Uh, they slide open. 
Uh, she has glasses, um, brown hair that's kind of in an elaborate, twisted, almost like a, I want to say it's like a beehive, but it's more braided. It's very intricate. And she has golden um, barrettes, kind of like claws, holding up this nest of hair. And um, she has glasses that have special readouts on it. You instantly recognize this technology because you, you, you kind of did a lot of tech stuff with the Enki for a while. So you recognize these glasses immediately. They can tell uh, your vitals just by looking at you. So she's wearing mm. these and this is going to give you a heads up. Um, she looks up um, over the glasses at you and waves you forward. I, as soon as I see the glasses, I immediately start taking slow, deep breaths to normalize my heart rate. Okay. Because I'm not gonna, I realize what those are and I realize the implications. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so she waves you forward and into the room and we see Finch stand up, take a deep breath and walk forward into this room and then the doors close and you three are left alone, but we move forward in with Finch. Uh, Finch, please sit. She gestures okay. to a metal chair. There is nothing on it, no cushion. And I think maybe you might also recognize that that has something to do with either memory extraction or potentially using a spitter on you with electric electricity. Your brain might mm -hmm. immediately go there. Like there, there's a reason for that too. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> tell me what happened. What happened when? Today? Woke no. up? No, the events we are looking for reckon and uh, accent. I don't really know what happened in detail. Well, Maybe be more specific in your question? Your report says otherwise. Did you, did you not see him on a specific street? I did see him on a specific street, and I tried. So tell me what happened. I got the notification. And I was looking around. I saw him. Saw that scarf. Ah, uh, so you saw his scar. That stood out to you? His scarf. Oh, scarf. It always stands out. Hideous. Yes, it is. All right. I went after continue. but failed. I tried to be... I didn't want to be obvious. So you tailed I tried him. To... I watched him walking. He didn't seem panicked or frenzied. I don't think... I don't know if he knew. That you were following he, him? That anyone was looking for him. All right. And he was walking with purpose, it seemed like, but this is all... From my perspective. Anything else you can tell me about him? Was he alone? From what I could tell, yes. I didn't see anyone with him. And which way was he going? 
away from me down the street. Try to remember. Did they find him? Can you tell me that? Try to remember. Which way was he going? Why don't you just look? Why don't you? Okay. I'm going to close my eyes and just keep replaying the memory okay. of him walking. And do you, you read it? You basically like narrate what you're seeing when you recall this memory? Mm. Okay. Go ahead and roll for me. You can have a plus one. scared me so bad okay so that's the success um okay so as you narrate this you manage to keep your heart rate low and you are just detached narrating i walk forward i see him look behind but he doesn't recognize me and you just coldly narrate your way through this memory you are able to give streets and then when you lose sight of him she doesn't stop you at the end of that memory. So you continue narrating and you narrate all the way up to, I saw other cloaked Anki members. They told me to go down this way. I went this way. You literally narrate the entire thing Mm -hmm. and she doesn't stop you. You go home. She has you keep going. It's like an excruciating 15, 20 minutes as she is clearly making you recall while she watches you everything that you did that day and I think Finch is smart enough to know she thinks she's looking for something that you might know I don't know if it immediately hits you that she suspects you or anything like that I don't want you to immediately necessarily jump to that conclusion unless Finch would but she is looking for something other than Reckon and I think that's what you recognize with these people she thinks they're not telling me the truth yes. <laughs> they're they're looking other than what they're asking yeah. or they're asking an intent that they're not making obvious yes so she yes. yeah she makes you re- recant everything from that day but she goes a little bit further she has you recant three days after everything you fucking did so now it's been 45 minutes of you sitting in this chair sweating as you're just the energy it takes for you to recall days worth of memory and sit there and narrate through it like a robot this is actually quite taxing because you've had a lot of practice i think every sky bear has so we see finch able to narrate her way through days worth of memories but also we must remember that not only is she feeling everything from that time and that day but she has to not have it affect her as she's feeling the intensity and the rush of trying to find reckon she has to lower it enough that it looks like just the adrenaline from the day any anxiety spike throughout the next couple of days would would have drawn attention so we see finch over the next three days carefully staying in her apartment or looking around going making rounds not only did she lay low but she went out of her way to make sure that she was still the perfect sky bearer 
She went, mm-hmm. did rounds in the same area, looked for anything. She went, talked to people. She asked, did you see anyone matching this description with a scarf? She went, there is nothing in here that could lead back to her. And we see this in her narration. So not only was she doing that in the days following, but right now when she's narrating it and her heart is racing and she's on to this woman looking for more than what she's asking for, she still manages to keep her heart rate in check. So 45 minutes of this excruciatingly intense anxiety raising situation, she finally looks down at her notepad, which isn't a notepad per se with paper. It's like a glass tablet that she is tapping with a pen. And uh, she's taking notes. We cannot see, you the viewer and I, what notes she's taking and neither can Finch. But she is taking some and she is focused very intently on a couple of key things that Finch says. Finch, roll for me. You can still have that plus one. Holy shit, a savvy success. Finch, she asks you about a couple key locations. She also asks you very specifically if you saw any other sky bearers in the area. You were able to say no. Because you didn't see anybody and you didn't go back. You didn't go back to help them. So you're able to say no, I didn't see anyone other than the Nexi Enki that you sent. She doesn't pause. Says, thank you. I think that will be all. Can you send in someone else, please? Uh, Wait in the lobby. Can I ask you a question? Of course. Did you find him? I cannot answer that. I should have specified, uh, can I ask you a question that you can answer? That would have been a smart idea, okay? I'm just gonna mumble to myself as I walk out. We do appreciate your help, Finch. Anytime, you know me. Oh, there is one other thing. Mm. Uh, Do you mind if we take those memories from you? It's fine. Am I gonna remember? No. Wanted? No. Oh, yes, of course. That's all I want to remember. You can have anything. Well, not anything else. Not the embarrassing stuff. <laughs> well, you just told me everything over the last couple of days and nothing but... Out the part the bathroom, okay? And I left out the parts where I had a bout of diarrhea. I don't know if you're... <laughs> all right. Well, I, I suppose... I suppose you're right. We, we probably don't need anything but your your narration at, at this moment. All right, all right. If if we do end up needing it, uh, we'll reach out to you. Thank you, thank you, Finch. You you may actually go. Just send someone else in. Thank you. Just gonna head out and just gonna point to whoever was closest to me when we were sitting out there. Pick, go, you're pick, up. Pick someone. Uh. Shiv. Shiv is up. Do you warn them about the eye device? Uh, I'm just gonna walk by him. I'll, like, put my hand on his shoulder as I'm walking by and just say, try to stay calm. I know these things can be stressful and 
people tend to see right through that. So I'm actually going to stop you there because I think you know that they're recording this entire area and anything that you oh. say will be recorded. However, you can send an encoded message with that special date if you want. Because remember, like, you guys are able yeah. to just do that in your minds. You don't have to do anything. They don't know. And the message will okay. look like it was sent six months ago. So you I'll can just send them a message. Some bullshit joke then about whatever. I'll, I'll just say, like, she, she's going to want to know in detail about the last time you went to the bathroom. Yeah. Okay. Good luck. Good luck. Okay. Just um, act like wasn't a big deal. Okay. Shiv, you're up. Okay. What do we see when you get up and walk towards these doors? Just a confident stride. I nice. tuck my knife okay. into my belt. Okay. Uh, I, uh, I don't have a file on you, but please sit down. Sure. You can call me Shiv, it works. Shiv, all right. She's looking down at her notepad and uh, her her calm dad, I guess, in a weird way. Um, and she's making notes here as you sit down. She seems kind of uninterested, uh, really. And, you know, it's not like she's watching you intently as you walk in. Um, all right, can you tell me what happened? Would you like me to start it? breakfast or uh, d- uh no just from the moment you received the the uh the APB okay I got the APB with the details I started looking run into a couple of kids pulled their memories they hadn't seen anything I uh saw that he was supposedly going to the docks I don't buy it so he's a smart one neither do we yeah so I doubled back these uh, memories that you pulled um where are they? they're I had no use for them to destroy it Roll for me, Shiv. (sighs) How is this possible? Oh my god, have you rolled a single success today at all? One. One, okay. Okay. She pauses. So she is writing, by the way, in this uh, glass tablet. She's got, you know, this kind of pen that she's writing. And, um... You see her, she doesn't look up at you, but she stops, stops writing and pauses when you say you had no use for them. And so you destroyed them. Do you say anything in this moment? I didn't have time to bring them back. I didn't want to be carrying them around and be accused of anything funny, so. All right. And uh, what did you do after? Please continue. I, uh, I headed to the place where I thought he was probably going to go. 
And where was that? Northeast. Exit the city by land. So that's what we think too. Did you see any other Nexi? Uh, excuse me, uh, sky bearers. Well, maybe none that I recognized. So, who knows? People are good at uh, keeping themselves hidden. All right. So you didn't see any Anhur. What about uh, what about regular Nexi? A couple, I think. Probably at some point. There was quite a lot. Of you guys being out in the open. Alright. Uh, why don't you do you mind narrating for me the day? I just had like do you wanna know which left I took, which right I took? No, I like, mean I actually recall it for me. Sure. I close my eyes and think deep for the memory. Okay. Um so she has you walk through from the moment you got the uh message. Now your cleanup process, Shiv. Mm-hmm. I am going to say you are all very good at this because this is your job and you are probably the one that had to help everyone else with this if they needed to do it. Um, Which means that, oh, because you didn't make contact with anybody afterwards, right? Yeah. Okay, so roll for me one more time. This is super important. You can have a plus one. (laughs) Come on, roll 20, be my friend. Oh my God, finally. (laughs) Finally. Holy shit. Okay, so Shiv was able to send out a detailed encrypted description on how to do exactly what I'm about to describe. And this is the first time we've ever seen this uh, in this show, but it is possible. So what we see Shiv do, it's very rare, but what we see Shiv do is in the days after the event, he walked through at the same time and filled in the blanks from the moment he got the APB to the discussion where you all figured out what you were going to do because that memory was taken away and if you were forced to recall it in front of a Nexi, like, you know, this woman, Kayana, right here, she would notice a gap in the timeline. So what he did was he went back and then re-encoded that memory and reorganized it in his mind. It's a very excruciating process. You have to extract everything from that day into an item or into your memory extractor, rearrange it, and then reinsert it. It's incredibly painful. And if, if Anexi were to pull that out and really look at it, they might be able to tell that you tampered with it. But when you're recalling it, there's no real way to tell. So he begins recalling this event, filling in the blanks with, I went to, you know, I got the, I got the message. I was on this street uh, and then I moved away and I went down here and I saw the kids and then the kids extracting their memory. Now, this is the tricky part where your failure from before is going to come into play. 
this mm-hmm. memory of you watching through their memory to see what they knew, you forgot to fill in that blank. So when you yeah. go, you're like, I don't have this memory and I don't have a memory of recalling what they knew. So there's a blank yeah. here. Um, how do you handle that? I, uh, yeah, so this part, um, I got rid of their memories and my memory of their memories. I don't, my head's from my space, from my memories. So I know what I did, but I don't know what I saw. Right. Okay. I just know that it wasn't useful. So it's gone. All right. Uh, then what happened? So she glosses over this very quickly, and I think Shiv picks up on that. Like she stopped and noticed there was something strange, but then she wants to know what happens after. And she continues to go through the events of the day. And you have filled in basically crawling through that area by land and not seeing anyone. She then asks you to go through the next three days. Again, this process becomes from, you know, 20 minutes to 45 minutes. I'd say she actually pressures you on a lot more. So it's about an hour and a half that you have been in here. And I do think it strikes you as odd that she seems to be looking for something in the next three days that happened after that. I don't think you can pinpoint any particular location or question that she asks you, though. But it does strike you as odd that she she's not being there's being thorough and asking what you did because she's suspicious Mm -hmm. of you. But it doesn't strike you that way it strikes you as if she's looking for something in particular to see if you maybe saw anything in the next three days so what did Shiv do in the next three days other than go around and do rounds did you do anything else um uh I, I went to the wise council dropped off um a little bag of scrap there oh, that's nice. what I okay. intended I intended to do that in the day we got the APB, but it got interrupted. So Okay, so then you basically return to things as normal. How long yeah. did you wait before you began to do the like cleanup? Um I think I would have left it until because mm, it takes a while, right? Yeah, it's it takes a while and then it's also the tricky thing is you I think you were expecting to get called right away. So yeah. there's like a th- you know 2 days, 3 days as normal, but then like on day 4 did you immediately do cleanup or did you wait until they said you need to be come up here? Yeah, I would have waited until I got the call, I think. Okay. Done it then. Okay. Did it then. So you'll notice so she actually she has you narrate like three days, maybe midway through the fourth day when she just says, all, all right, that's that's enough. Uh, I, 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 Chiv, you said? Yeah. I, I realize I don't have a file on you, so I don't really know how you operate. This is the first time we have spoken. I don't like that you deleted things. That's up for us to decide whether we need them or not. So in the future, 
If you pull things, put them into an object. Carry them with you. You don't need to get rid of it. Okay? Sure. Is there uh, anything else you need me to do? Do you know any of the others out there? Yeah, I think so. What? I've been around long enough. What can you tell me about them? Um, they're competent. Is that all? I don't do a lot of um, grip work. I'm more of a solo type, you know? Right. When I need someone, yeah, maybe. I think I've worked with Shadow at least once. Tell me about Shadow. He's discreet. Competent. I mean, I, um, I'm not much of a people person, so I can't tell you if he has good taste in food or has a sense of humor. You know, I'm business oriented. All right. You were the one that uh, ferried Reckon. Yeah. How did you feel when you saw him come up? Concerned. And why is He's that? He's a smart one. He's smart. And, uh... Well, smart people are better at uh, causing trouble. And getting away from trouble. Do you feel responsible? For him? No. You were the last one to ferry him the last time he was seen leaving Nexi? Yeah, but I'm not his boss. That's you guys. So if he fucked up, that's uh, your failure, not mine. <laughs> no offense. She laughs and smiles for the first time, actually, and looks down... Uh, back down at her data pad uh, and scribbles something, a note, uh, and then sets the glass pen down. So again, this is literally just kind of like a pen-shaped sliver of glass. There's nothing, there's nothing in it that, uh, you know, there's no clicking device. There's nothing that comes out. It's just glass. Uh, so she sets that gently down on the tablet and crosses her fingers interlaces them and looks up at you. You may send in Shadow. Okay. In the meantime, do you want me to look anywhere in particular? Do anything? What do you need? We'll let you know if we need anything. Thank you, Shiv. You're welcome. I hope my three days of walking around were entertaining. Um, She's okay. not breaking eye contact with you. She has a little bit of a smile, but it's more on the smirk side. 
Like she's watching you. You. Mm-hmm. Um, make one final roll for me. You have a plus one. In that moment, when you're making eye contact with her and you say that snide remark, what happens here? Do you flinch? Does your heart race? Something happens here with your vitals. What does she catch? Yeah. Her smirk pisses me off. So you get angry. I get, so your heart rate elevates a, a bit. Yeah, I get a real intrusive thought to just run over there and wipe it off her face. Do you... Yeah, I pause as I'm standing up. And I catch that. Catch her glaring at me with that smirk. And... You have two options. You have two options, Shiv, because you're smart. Do you pass mm-hmm. this off as anger, or do you pass this off as sexual attraction? Yeah, I was thinking the latter. Okay. Um, hmm. I like a confident woman. I'll be around. You know how to find me, right? I do. You may send in Shadow. Oh. Okay. He's a looker, but, uh... Well, I'm more competent. Let's just put it that way. Oh my god, make another roll for me. You're going to have a plus two. <laughs> Holy savvy success. Okay. Oh my god! That's a roll of threes. Okay. Um. So, okay. Wow. Fucking wow. <laughs> Holy shit. I, I was clenching on your behalf because, uh, yeah, okay. Any thought that she had, which she did by the way, have quite a bit of suspicion about you. It's completely gone now. You have won her over with this kind of Jesus. I think she just writes every bit of stumble, every raised elevated heart rate that you had as attraction to her and she kind of laughs a bit and just as you're walking out the door she's kind of taking notes and you the viewer and I might see her kind of swipe the pad uh, over uh, and give a fresh kind of file as as Shadow is walking in. Just before I leave, yes. could I use my revelation in this room? Uh, you can, you may. What revelation is it? Revelation of the photographer. Oh my god. Okay. Holy shit. Yes. This is great. Okay. 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 Read the revelation out for us if you if you would. The vagabond reaches out to the memories that were created in a specific location. Upon activation, the narrator writes a new memory in your journal which describes an important scene of the past that happened here. The memory has no effect. Oh my god. Okay. I need you to roll me a 1d3. Okay. A three. I'm going to come back to this. Okay. Um, We are going to skip. Oh, should I come back to this? Or should I just tell you now? I'm just going to tell you now. Okay. So when you do this, what does it look like for us? What do we see when you use this revelation? The... As I'm walking, I kind of slow. My perception slows and the room kind of freezes. And then 
sort of rewinds back through to the moment and stops and then plays out as if I'm there observing it. Um, then you see as you are turning back and making these kind of you're flirting with this girl. We so we see you able to because you've used this so much. You're so good at this that you can still speak to her, and then everything becomes kind of muted. The the strange piano song that they're playing uh, throughout the building. You hear that it goes muted. Your words are muted. It's almost like you're underwater. Uh, you can't hear them. But then you see in front of you. Uh, do you know accent? Or do you only know Blake? Um, I would have been around at the accent time, for sure. Okay. So you see accent, and he is leaning over someone. He has his hands around their neck. He is choking them. They are wearing fancy corporate clothes. I think it's safe for you to assume that this is Enki. Mm -hmm. uh, and he is choking them. It is... Go ahead and roll for me. I want to see... Well, I guess the revelation means you see everything, right? There is no how much you do or do not see. You see the whole memory, correct? Yeah. Okay. So. Okay. So it is a woman. Uh, it looks exactly like the woman who is sitting at this desk. Um, however, you see her eyes looking up, rolling back as she is being choked and her body is flinching, accent staring into her face, watching, waiting for the lights to go out, waiting for her to lose her life. And he is gripping her so intensely. She's choking. She is trying to swipe at him. And then eventually she falls still. And still he holds her. He waits. Another 15, 30 seconds, breathing heavily before he lets go and looks up right at you. Or maybe the door. And then the memory's over. Shadow? Uh, yes, Shadow would be great. Thank you. Great. My head out. Shadow. She's a feisty one, right? But I saw her first. <laughs> I, um, step up and walk into the door, close, or walk into the room, closing the door behind me. Okay. Um, are you going to, well, nope. I'll just, yeah. You did get a warning from Finch, a coded message that they were being extra thorough. Do you do anything in this moment to maybe prepare yourself before you go in? Because I know you're a bit nervous. Mm. I just, um, I just try to continue to remain calm. Okay. Um, I see this kind of cold, sterile looking 
chair though, right? Yes. Yeah. When you is walk in. Is there a in. desk in front of it? There is. What it's does a, it look like? It's glass desktop. Um, and then the bottom is made out of steel pillar. So there, it's super simple. Just the desktop and then the four kind of like leg posts that are made out of steel. As I, um, there is no carpet. As you see Shadow sit onto the chair and he feels the cold kind of running against his arms and his back. Um, he works to contain it, but it's uh, unnerving for him. The feeling of the kind of cold, sterile metal. Yeah. Now, when He's... you did your cleanup, Shadow, mm-hmm. yours was the hardest. What did you do? Um, I, I took the exact same general path and memory. Um, it would have started from the point of me texting that I was going towards the um, outskirts of the marketplace and continuing to head to the northeast. Okay. Uh, I still would have had my same mannerisms of moving down, looking, um, kind of continuing that same flow. But instead of the memories of, for example, Blake and Violet hiding behind trash, it would be me searching the trash. It would also be me looking at some of the smaller buildings. Um, I would look for uh, a ladder or a, a chute to climb up towards, and I would have climbed to the perch of some of the buildings to try and get a better view. I would look out across the entire landscape as far as I could see within the northeast part. Um, okay. Observing nothing, I would climb back down and kind of continue. So my memories would still be almost accurate, okay. but it would only be me. All right. And it is also interlaced with moments of you looking at the crowd from that night, or did you recreate all new memories? No, I think my observations of looking towards the crowd would be, okay. would still be there. I need you to make a roll for me then. You can have, I'm sorry, you can have a plus one because Shiv did give you a detailed instruction on how to do this. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, thank God. Okay. Um, okay, so similarly to what happened with Shiv, recreating a memory uh, stitched together from moments that you created the night uh, before is not noticeable when you're recalling the memory verbally, when you're reliving it, um, narrating it, we call it. Uh, when you're narrating the day, But if someone were to extract these memories and look at them, and you know this, they would notice some inconsistencies from when you climb upstairs and glance over a crowd to the inconsistency when you are standing down, scanning the crowd. It's a different set of people. It's not immediately obvious, but someone with a sharp eye would notice that. And you know that that's an inconsistency, but you went with it anyway. But again, just narrating it shouldn't be an issue. So you walk into this room, you see this chair, you sit down, you feel the cold on your hands and your palms, and and perhaps it feels a little bit clammy because maybe you're sweating a little bit. 
um, in here and it makes you a little uncomfortable and you see this woman um, you know tall brown hair glasses um, she has her leg crossed her right leg crossed over her left leg she's not looking at anything when you walk in except you she gestures for you to sit down without saying your name and you do Um, it's me. And go on. I'm sorry. God. No, no, you first. If you're going to say something. I was just going to say as I'm sitting and I, I sort of go through um, the entire narration of. of so do you start narrating? Because she hasn't said anything to you yet. Oh, she hasn't said she anything. She has yet. not. Then no, before she says anything, um, as soon as I feel the cold of the chair, I get taken back and. I don't actually close them, but I have the sensation of my eyes closing. Okay. Um, and I'm now laying atop a metal table. I feel barely, barely present within my body and the environment around me, but I can hear uh, the sounds of conversation. Um, Are you dissociating I mean, right now? Absolutely. Okay. Yeah. I'm being taken back uh, to a time where I'm laying atop this table, and all I can overhear is a conversation of men describing how how I had arrived the night before, and how they had taken everything. Holy shit! Is this in your file? It is. Oh, in my Anki file. Yes. I would imagine this is the first thing I that think Shadow has ever known. Then so I, I would imagine that this process would have been um, uh, filed away somewhere. And I think you are the only one so far that knows exactly why that chair is the way that it is. And it's to trigger a memory or to make you uncomfortable or to make you subtly feel like you are on the table again. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I'm going to give you a plus one uh, on some of these questions for willingly, for being true to your character and um, dissociating here because it's also going to give you a minus when she's checking your vitals. But I like it as a player. I think it's really important that you stay dedicated to a character. Um, so I will reward you with that. Um, I don't want you to feel punished. Uh, by what's happening but narratively it, there will be some a bit because you're you're dissociating and you're stressed so go ahead and roll for me you have a minus one um is it easier if i just roll 2d4 uh i think it gives me a total if you roll 2d4 um it, it, it should show both of them and then the total as well oh, similar hell yeah. to what you see above yeah yeah go for it yeah so two threes But that's only, oh yes. If I have minus one to the roll, it should yes, just be a 2d4, right? Yes, you're right, right, you're right, you're right, 2d4. Okay. Okay. Um, okay, so you are, so we see Shadow immediately kind of recalling this traumatic experience, the first thing he's ever known, um, being completely wiped by the Enki. Um, and he, we see his breathing increase. She has not spoken to him yet. It's almost as if this chair was here for you, Shadow. And she's just watching you. And your breathing 
quickens. Uh, You are somewhere else in your mind and she's waiting. She's letting you sit there. She doesn't speak for three minutes while you relive this traumatic event. Yeah, and I just do. I'm not even aware that she's staring at me. I'm not aware of how much time has passed. I'm just being taken back to the first thing I know to be true, which I think as I would come out of it and kind of feel the coolness of that chair again, to your point, I I would exactly think this was placed here specifically for me. Um, And I would take that as insight of trauma for me. Yeah. As in they're intentionally inciting uh, the fear knowing that this is what they've done to me. And it's not a malice thing wholly. Um, it's just all I know, but yeah. I think it's because they know that, that they're utilizing it. Yes. Um, Shadow, can you tell me about the day? What happened? Well, I received a message. Um, Picture of a man with a scarf and glasses. Just narrate it for me, if you don't mind. Sure. And I'd start to uh, go back and recall that modified memory. Okay. I began to walk towards assuming that there would be others nearing the docks and would be the obvious escape with all the boats. Thought a bit more tactically escaping by land to follow where I wanted fugitive. So I headed towards the marketplace, but well, I tend to operate uh, a bit differently than most others and assumed perhaps this individual would as well. I, of course, made my intentions known. I sent a message in response, directing my path of where I was starting to where I would intend to finish. So as I navigated through these kind of dark alleyways, I searched every area of concealment that one can imagine, looking through trash, searching, scanning down the sides of the roads, looking upon the faces of the crowd, looking for any sign as I continued. At moments where the opportunity became available, I felt it would be best to procure a better vantage point. So I climbed atop the roof of buildings and looked out upon the town below searching for anything, anyone moving discreetly or quickly, anything out of the ordinary. She interrupts you in the middle of your narration, which is very rare. Do you know Reckon? Only the picture that was given to me. So you've never met him before? No. And you never saw him on this day? No. Did you see anyone else? Anyone else as in... Accent? It was someone else in particular that the I should APB have been looking for. that went out for accent? You, I think, correct me if I'm wrong, because it's been like three weeks, but I think you were the only one that got the full unredacted thing, right? No, you- I wasn't. I had a very blurred image and had no idea who it was. I got it. Description okay. of a man who was approximately six feet tall, but something was wrong and I could never get a clear picture. So, I'm, if that's the name of 
what you're describing. I'm aware that there was a message sent out, but I have no idea what they look like. Good fucking catch, Phil. Sorry, but like, holy shit. Oh, if you had answered that. Oh my God. Okay. Um, go ahead and roll for me. One more time. You can have a plus or sorry. You, you have a minus one, unfortunately. Success. Holy shit. Yeah. So even though you had this traumatic kind of experience in the first three minutes, even though your heart is racing, um, you are still able to keep it level when she asks you and tries to catch you in a lie about accent. And you know it. You know she was asking you to try to catch you the same way I said you should have had a file. Maybe she even says that. Did you not get the APB? And you say, no, this is what I got. And mm -hmm. in that moment, you both make eye contact and she knows you know her method didn't work. Okay. Uh, go ahead and narrate. Sorry, I interrupted you. And she will actually have you narrate for three days, all the way up for three days. Um, yeah, um, and I would articulate. So the end of my search for Reckon that day, um, I think she would be able to understand the level of exhaustion that I would go through because this isn't just prowling the streets for me. This isn't just kind of... Um, going around and looking this is aggressive hunting okay um, interesting literally lifting trash bags and looking through cans i'm climbing up onto the top of um buildings and then having to scale my way back down like searching with a fervor because of the importance um uh, of this and it's in the same sense how i tend to operate anyways um so after completing that day and and my results coming up empty i would have gone and slept for probably the next 14 hours or so wow um, okay getting up i then Oof. would just kind of articulate um going through the similar process right of just kind of going back to my yeah. normal um beat and routine uh i would say in terms of extracurriculars for shadow there really isn't i think his greatest form of uh joy or or self-relaxation would be i would sit by a dock um, and just kind of watch the boats out in the distance. I would watch the waves kind of uh, come up on the beach. That would sort of be how he would spend his time, not did you um, kind of scouring around. And then it would just be going back and sleeping and starting the same routine. Okay. Did you talk to anyone? Did you interview anybody? Like at the gates by foot? Did you say, did you see anybody matching this description? Leave here. No. No. Okay. Okay, after you're done narrating, um, I think that you are too upset, maybe, or, um, you know, you're still recovering from what has happened to kind of really pay attention to the fact that she's asking you to go three days, you know, into your narration. I think it's more just like the intensity of this whole moment is really high for you. Um, when you finish your three days narration, she and you kind of come out of your narration and you look at her, her pen is down 
on the tablet. Her arms are crossed and she's just been watching you the whole time, not taking any notes. She waits in silence. Do you say anything? No, I stare at her. A minute goes by. I continue to stare without saying a word. Thank you. If we have any questions, we know where to find you. Could you send in the last one, please? But of course. Thank you. I go to stand, and as I touch the armrests of this chair, I kind of shudder for a moment, and then fully stand and exit. I walk out and just look at Temple as I nod to him. I think Temple, based on what has happened in the roles, um, I think it's not that Shadow isn't composed, but you can tell because you're all very good at people watching. You can tell something shook him up in there, but he has regained. It doesn't look like he fucking talked or that he has, you know, sweat or anything pouring down his face, but you can tell he's a little bit bothered by what happened in there before you go in. Hang on and then just sort of raise my eyebrows a little bit, but then stand up and, and proceed inside. Okay. Um when you come in, again, you see this woman sitting behind the table. She has picked up um, this glass pen and she's writing on a glass tablet. You cannot see what's being uh, scribbled in here. Um, You then see her swipe her hand, kind of a gesture you would know she's turning pages. She does it three or four times before she stops and then says, oh yes, please uh, sit. And she gestures towards this completely metal chair with no no padding or covering on it at all please sit yeah so i look at the chair for like half a second and then i start moving towards it and sit down can you uh tell me what happened temple temple it is right yes that is right from the point when i got the bulletin yes please perfect yeah, so I, I, I nod, uh, and you see me close my eyes and straighten up my back. So uh, go ahead and roll for me. Okay. Okay. You also willingly gave a plus one to Finch, knowing that you would fuck up somehow. So in your narration, so you did have a fuck up somehow, and in your narration, you are going to slip up, and I'm going to let you decide where in that narration you slip up. But you are going to reveal that you made a mistake. Uh, So just to clarify in terms of the nature of the mistake, because I actually already had something in mind uh, in terms of how how I might go through that. Um, But it's, uh, so to speak, I guess a defensive one, if that if that makes sense. Uh, Why don't you tell me what it is? Yeah, I don't I don't need you to have to narrate the whole day, but we'll tell me what it is and then maybe we'll we'll role play out that slip up moment. Yeah, so so I I would, you know, describe how I received the the notice from Finch that he was spotted in the area and heading towards the docks. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I would indicate that, you know, my high confidence that I had seen him with that scarf uh, and then running into the other Enki um, and then 
following them. And when Mel and the other one broke off, I continued searching, but I started second guessing myself because they hadn't seen him. He didn't go to the docks. He seemingly disappeared. Um, and I found myself getting more and more distracted and unable to effectively search. And so I wound up looking back at my, my memory of looking at those people in the crowd where I thought I saw them. And I realized I didn't. I, I didn't see the scarf that I thought I did. And that's not the kind of mistake that I usually make. And that really okay. threw me off. So you are going to admit to fucking up. Yeah. Um, and you're going like, to position your discomfort and your raised heart rate right now as like, I don't usually make that mistake and I'm sort of like ashamed that I fucked up and maybe screwed this whole investigation sort of. Exactly. Okay. And like the, in, would I continue into the following three days or the following two um, days? Well, you're going to roll to see if she falls okay. for this because it's actually really smart. Um, okay. Cause I think she's expecting you to lie. Uh, yep. Okay. So you basically just fake come clean uh, yeah. where you're like, I thought I saw him, but I didn't. And that's, you know, so essentially you say, I, you know, everything that you just told me, I went back and then it turns out I didn't see him. And I'm, you know, kind of ashamed of that. So maybe you interrupt your own narration to tell her this, or actually, I think it's way more interesting if you just narrate the whole way through. So it takes about 35 minutes, but you are being completely fake transparent with her yeah. in that you are like, I go here and then I start to doubt myself and I go back and I realize I fucked up and I didn't see him when I thought I did. And you end the narration there and you just look at her and she looks at you. Yeah, there's, there's, there's probably like fear a little bit yes. visible in my eyes and shame absolutely yes. shame okay thank you temple ah uh, thank you for being honest we we did already know that he didn't go that way it's all right you didn't uh, we have some idea of where he went. But we know he didn't go up this way. We're just trying to find out who also knows he didn't go that way. Yeah, I think I, I let out a sigh of disappointment, pretty much. Not a large one or anything like that, but like there's a... Certainly if she's paying attention to Vital, she would notice that. Yeah. Um... I, uh... You've worked with Finch before, yes? It looks like she was going to say something else. And then she immediately looks down at her glass pad again and continues. You know Finch, yes? You work together? Yeah, I nod. Now, clarify for me, Finch and Temple. Who lied on the report about accent? Had, had we sent one in? I thought that we didn't. You never sent one in. So you right. encountered Accent, you caught him, and then you never turned him in. Yes. Okay. And I, I, I think we deliberately didn't yep. um, include that in the report. And Finch and I haven't talked about that. And in the yeah, back no. of Temple's head, like, he wants to have that conversation. But ever since this stuff started happening, you haven't had there's time. been no time. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So now maybe you're panicking a little bit, like, this is where this conversation is going. 
what did Finch say? Or maybe, yeah, that moment where you're like, you know, sent in and you don't know what lie the other person gave. That like anxiety spike a little bit. <laughs> um, you've wor worked with Finch, yes? Yeah, I, I nod. Uh, and I'm also remembering, you know, a memory related to, to Finch and Shadow from a while ago. What can you tell me about her? Well, as you know, she and I arrived under similar circumstances. And since then, we've given ourselves to support the cause and to work with the cause. And we've done well, as far as I know. We've brought in several vagabonds. Why do you assume I'm questioning her loyalty? I don't assume that. That's just simply how I know her best. Okay. Well, what can you tell me about her? Workwise. She's good. Thorough? I would say so. It's... She's someone that I can count on to cover areas that I might miss. But it seems that I wasn't able to do the same for her this time. We need you to do something for us, Temple. I look at her. She looks up from her pad and uh, stares at you from over her glasses. We need you to watch Finch and Shadow. Yeah, I nod. Um, is there anything I should know? No. Or is it better that I don't? We just want you to watch them. Don't make contact with them. Just watch. Yeah, I I nod again. Uh, and I say, I won't make the same mistake twice. And we're counting on it. And that's where we're going to end the session. Holy, <laughs> holy fuck! How about this track, though? <laughs> so fucking good. What kills me? Oh, hold on, I'm gonna stop this. Oh wait, I should do. We should do shoutouts and shit. Um, mm -hmm. so let's do that. Thank you, everyone, for playing in the Patreon one shot. Gone. I still dream. Let's do some shoutouts. Why don't we start with Bree, who played Finch? Hi, I'm Brutal Bree. I played Finch today. Oh my god. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> what to think about anything that just happened ah uh. anyway i stream on twitch you can find me monday through friday at 3 p.m eastern standard time saturdays i have D, &D on my channel at two and it's sunday so is my day off so good there awakening <laughs> phil you're up uh hi i'm phil's gaming i played shadow for you today um, you can follow me on Twitter at Phil's underscore gaming, and you can find me in Brutal Breeze channel uh, on Twitch Saturdays at 2 p.m. where I GM a 5e campaign called Awakening. You can also find a campaign from Phil on our website, tablestory.tv, which was Guardian's Promise, and Bree was in that as well. <gasps> Christopher, you're up. All right. Uh, my name is Christopher uh, on the Discord as Tantamount to Tiny Tim, and I played Temple today, uh, and certainly <laughs> enjoying the 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 stress that comes with uh, these characters here. 
Um, I am not a streamer myself, uh, but I am a, a hobbyist for RPGs. And uh, other than that, I am a freelance editor and writer and translator. Uh, and so if you are ever in need of that kind of thing, you can visit my site at saidinotherwords.com. Nice. Scotticus. Hi, everyone. I'm Scotticus, and I'm Chev. Um, and I'm going to burn be... Roll20 down to the ground. <laughs> I know. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, ah, it wasn't with me today, but then it was when it needed to be, I guess. So It, it was, but also it added some depth to the character. Not that he wasn't already yeah. deep, but it did, like, we got to see the thumb scarring, which is not something yeah. I would have seen otherwise, so... It did allow us some insight into his character a little bit. Hopefully he pulls it yeah. together for episode three. But sorry, anyway, please continue. Oh, hopefully. Um, you can see me on Table Story on Tuesdays, where I play Alexander Pepin, a second year Ravenclaw student at Hogwarts. It's a little bit of a different character from Chev. Um, <laughs> otherwise, you can find me, yeah, just a bit, all over the internet. I'm Zgodicus everywhere. Uh, and yeah. This is, this is so much, so much fun. I'm such a gone fanboy, so it's so much fun to get to play some. I, I have to say, you all are killing it. I'm really honored to GM this for you. And what's really cool is that the way I have it set up is everything that's happening right now is, and I know you all know this because that's why there's such anxiety here in the room, but <laughs> everything here in this moment depends on, like, is going to affect what happens to the other characters and whether or not the Enki find them or not. So I think like we we know that they kind of know where they are because they end up following some of them, right? Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of a oh dear God uh, situation and I can't wait to see what you do. Uh, next week I think we're going to try to do the third episode. Um, but yeah, thank you everybody for playing. You're all amazing role players. Your characters are amazing. I feel really honored that you're helping me flesh out essentially the world that the other players haven't really encountered yet. Um, but I feel confident that I will have really cool answers and characters for them to interact with um, when they do. So I appreciate it. I'm PB. I've been the narrator. And uh, yeah, that's that's it. Thank you so much for playing. Thank you so much for listening. And we'll see you next time. Bye.